1: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
2: Sanspanse Radio, Australia's most procedurally generated podcast network.
0: Hey everyone, welcome to Boogish, I'm George Dimerellis This is the show we ask you what's your story and what does it say about you Today on the show I have a professional storyteller and fuckwit, John Bennett <laughs> So well, doing,
2: We agreed John? on, we agreed on professional fuckwit
0: Yeah, look Yes, alright Look, yep. I felt like I had to put in the other part as well so people got some framing of Yeah <laughs>
2: of Yeah
0: Why you're on apart from your fuckwittery Yeah um, Which is obviously a big feature of you as well, I guess I guess so, yeah <laughs> These days It's a defining trait
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: But no, like, like, just for people who would be interested, yeah, storyteller, right? That's your big thing.
2: I say, yeah, performer, or, m- maker of shows, comedy, storytelling stuff.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, I don't, I don't get pigeonholing you. You know that's, that's yeah. I feel like you, you're a bit like I'm an artist. <laughs> do you not call me just. I'm not yeah, just in yeah. the moth. I'm also many. things. Yeah,
2: I do all the things. Yeah, don't, don't I, yeah. <laughs> But yes, yeah, storyteller is what I storytelling is what I'm sort of known for. I would say maybe, and a show about pretending everything is a cock. Yes, called <laughs> Pretending Things Are a Cock, which yeah, has, a weirdly is,
0: super successful show, right? Ugh,
2: yeah, yeah. That <laughs> is, that's what I was saying the other, the, last night as I was performing it off Broadway in what G- February 2020, and I was like, wow, New York City off Broadway. This is my big hit and I've made it. And then now I live in Adelaide. I'm sorry. With my with Travis, my friend <laughs> my friend since I was six years old. I live rent free. And uh yeah. That's my life now. Yeah, that's a, uh, look. But that's everyone's right? Exactly. Yeah. And uh We're not allowed to complain. It'll
0: be ba- you'll be back you'll be back. You'll be back, right?
2: Who who's to say, you know? <laughs> What There's does, a reason why I've chosen like a post-apocalyptic type <laughs> book for this. <laughs> it's going to reflect it straight away. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, that's
0: that's grim. Okay, actually, yeah. you're bo- both options you wanted to go with. <laughs> yeah, both. I love Just- post,
2: post-apocalyptic. Is my favorite genre of anything. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, is there any favorite? reason? I like. I think ever since I was a kid, I liked the idea of like the end of the world, like survivors. Yeah, you know. Mm, less and more like realistic versions. No, less zombies, you know. Come on, yeah, yeah. Like we've, actually- had, we've done it. <laughs> yeah, less zombies, it's more r- more realism. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> Um Like but- the road, which is like the most. Oh boy, yeah. <laughs> yeah you want to? Do you want to get depression or accentuate your d- depression already? Yeah, yeah. What? Read the road? No, I do. I, I have to read it.
0: Like I said, blood Meridian, and like the way he writes is just. <laughs> So grim, like it's and just graphic and brutal.
2: Yeah, the road yeah. is a very easy read because yeah. it's written in. Oh, I do. I'll mention my other favorite book later. I forgot <laughs> my favorite good. book. I forgot what my what my actual favorite book is. What's your actual favorite book? Uh, it's called Boy Wonder. It's by a guy called James Robert Baker, and it's it's pretty great. <laughs> it's n- not in print anymore. It's one of those hard to find. Got to get it on eBay. Type. Books, really? Because the author died after three. I think he only did three books, and he's an amazing. He died of AIDS in the early '80s, I think. And Boy Wonder is about a director of films, and the book is written in a style, uh, like documentary style, like Talking Heads. So it's everyone in his life except for the guy who's the director. So you find out, and it's it's what's it known as like trash fiction. Or like so, it's gory. It's full of sex and violence and okay. that sort of thing. It's like a more palatable American psycho type thing, you know? Really? Yeah. That's a. I've never, I've never heard of that book. Yeah. No, not many people have. Right. Yeah. And that's yeah. a fave. I think it's that's my favorite. But that's the first book I read as like more of an adult, and went, "Oh wow, this is this is a creative way to write a book." Well, it's funny, like because even the way you're saying the way you describe those people telling the story
0: of the guy from their Mm -hmm. perspective without him being involved, yeah, obviously that does sound like it ties into you and your yeah storytelling leanings or obviously your art style because you're probably actually let's take a step back for a second because actually I'm curious so. I I, I agreed not wanting to be pigeonholed into just being some storyteller guy. Right. I get that. I get yeah. that. So I don't want to...
2: But we've got to choose our things. You know, I, I, I feel
0: bad because I'm like, all you do is every day people be like, the guy from The Moth. And you're like, shut the fuck up. Nah, it's fine. <laughs> it
2: could be worse. I don't know if you've ever talked to um uh, Heath Franklin. <laughs> Chopper. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And watch him. He's the only guy I've been walking to a show with and there's been like a queue of hundreds of people Outside his venue to see him, and he's gone fuck, <laughs> and just been like fuck this, fuck these people, and just he's got to do chopper, he has to. And so I feel his pain. It's, that is grim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No a
0: character would be definitely the worst if it's like mm-hmm. that's all you get forever.
2: And for such a funny man as well, like individually, not chopper funny. Yeah, yeah. But just yeah. that's it. He just can't do anything else. Yeah, I feel it.
0: Okay, but but you, but you but you. The point is, so yes, the while say you might be known for some of the storytelling stuff when yeah. you started. Where, did you start doing that stuff? How
2: did you start with?
0: Wh- how did you? What is your start?
2: I guess? started doing like stand up in Adelaide when I was at university. I was just turned eighteen years old. Entered Triple J Raw Comedy. Didn't win. Didn't come second. Didn't come third. <laughs> didn't whatever. <laughs> And then I like telling this one because then a man called Zoran <laughs> approached me after the show that I that I didn't win, and he said, uh, "If you want to keep doing this, I thought you were really good. I'll get you all the gigs and help you out." And he what? ran he ran raw comedy in Adelaide and ran a bunch of venues. And oh, really? It was like it, for a while it was like pretty much uh, a bunch of us sort of younger guys, and then uh, the main headliners were Limo. Uh, and Justin Hamilton. All right, and maybe like, maybe even like Adam Hills was around that time as well. But he was sort of taking off. He might have been on like the local radio or something. Mm.
0: But yeah, that was that was how I started. That's sick. So you actually like? So even though he didn't get through, that yeah. he just saw what you had, and he's like, you got some skills.
2: Well, I guess I did a thing like I I had a tape recorder on stage with me, and every time I said a joke. I had a tape that was just me laughing and I just press play and hold the mic down in front of the thing. And, you know, that's kind of unique now that I think about it. And I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. That is kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, right? It's just bad, really bad stuff, but then with me laughing to cover yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> so that's how I started doing stand-up. Mm-hmm. And then I moved here to Melbourne. Um, here's how it happened. <laughs> okay. I was doing stand-up in the comics lounge here i must have been like 25 years old and uh i did this joke and a guy came up afterwards and he was like really liked your set um did you know that one of your jokes you do is this guy's joke and it was someone who i'd seen and i wrote it in the middle of the night i must have yeah brain in, yeah, brain yeah. Uh, uh, sponged it. Yep. And I knew the guy and I walked up and was like, I'm sorry, I didn't know that I was doing your joke. And then he said, it's all right. And then, you know, it's worded differently. It's obviously just something that you've done. And I was like, well, I don't want to, I'm not going to do it anymore, obviously. Yeah. Um, and then I was kind of like, then I had the, the electricity where I was like, well, if I can't be original, then what am I doing? So what is a way that I can I can stop that sponge happening So I'll start – then like storytelling just sort of started happening and I thought if I tell real stories about real things that happened to me or people I know or anything like that, then there's no way that can be plagiarized. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So if I tell a story about – like I got a a story about you know being a little kid and falling into a dead cow carcass or whatever, and after I've told that story before, guys and people have come up to me and been like – I fell into a horse, or you know, this sort of thing. And I'm, and it's, and it's wonderful. It's like, wow, we, we bond over that. So it's the, it's the way that I found to do comedy without, and have it be truly original and unique.
0: That's, I love it. Like you're borderline traumatized
2: by the one time you accidentally stole it. That is, that is, that is is how my brain works. (laughs)
0: Just, mm-hmm. i'm never doing it again yeah that's how i
2: do things that is exactly what how a response I I, I I haven't noticed this until like quite recently which you know we should all be doing and and getting therapy and stuff where my therapist is like wow you really any sort of thing you do take it to the extreme yeah <laughs> it's, yeah
0: okay well i mean a I- I guess it worked out well. Yeah, that? yeah. It's That's that, that long, thing. it's shifted it, it, your entire. It is the whole thing. Yeah, because... yeah, One
2: time I ate a fresh tomato. I've spewed, and I've never eaten a tomato again. That's it. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, I hate them. Not only lives. that. Not only that. I don't. I'm afraid of eating uh, fruits with seeds in them, because I'm scared that the seed will touch my little punching bag in, in my throat, and I'll spew. It's a real thing. It's a proper phobia. Some people have it.
0: I love it. <laughs> I found it on the internet, right? It's fine. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I've, looked yeah I've looked it up. I've looked it up. There are other people it. with it. There are other yeah. people.
2: So that's the thing, right? There's too many elements in a fresh tomato. Okay. So uh, skin, juice, smush, seeds, co- cold, coldness or whatever. That's too many. <laughs> if you, you take that. an element out, yeah. I can eat it. Sun-dried tomatoes? Fine, love them, tomato sauce, tomato, everything, love it, love oh, really? tomato. <laughs> just it's the just, skin, it's, it, it's take away the, the take away the juice out, and then I'm fine. Yeah, so yeah. It's just
0: it's that one product of its own. Okay, too
2: much, too much, too many elements yeah, for yeah. my from my taste.
0: You know what? That's that's uh, you've
2: won me over. <laughs> yeah, I've never eaten an orange in my life. An orange as well. No. Okay. It's too much. That's string, <laughs> juice, smush. <laughs> Skin, too much
0: Pulp, it's, You're crazy Too much Yeah, yeah it's, It squirts, it's mm-hmm, dangerous
2: mm-hmm. Can't do it Dried orange, probably fine, you know
0: <laughs> If you've had it Take
2: an element out and I'm good Yeah yeah.
0: yeah. yeah that, like, like I said, that, that actually sounds more reasonable than I expected Yeah, Hearing right you know, when actually... I can
2: make everything logically work It's just you've spent so
0: much time justifying it and That was the
2: thing Like I did this guy's joke And I went, wow, I've done this well, What can I do? How do I solve this problem? And that's what I came up with. And that's how storytelling started. Right. Now everyone's fucking doing it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Fucking, it's all over Netflix, all this shit, Yeah, all these guys, yeah. Well, did you, was it weird switching or have you always been kind of that kind of guy anyway?
2: No, no. And then, so then they started running, there was a storytelling night that this guy called Dan, who was a local poet here in Melbourne, started this show called Willow Tales. And then he asked me to help him run it and book. He wanted comedians, so he booked comedians. Mm-hmm. And then I took it over and I became the, you know, that's how the comedy rooms and these things work. You start your own room. Yeah. You start your own thing. You do your own show. Yeah. You get to perform more. You get to do more stuff. Yeah. You get to know everyone and all that stuff as well. Yeah. yeah. And then so my first storytelling thing, I set it up like I would comedy. I wrote a set list. And I went for 75 minutes and I'm in a 10-minute spot. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: Is that hyperbole? <laughs> Probably, yeah. Yeah. Because I've seen comedians go a lot over, so that's why I'm prepared to believe it. <laughs> it yeah. It would have yeah. been like half an hour or something. Did you actually go the whole? like, did you get I lots- went for most of the night. Oh my god! Yeah, you yeah. Trainer.
2: But then I kept doing the thing because I do this in stand up as well, where I was like, "Do you want me to keep going or I can stop?" Yeah. And they were like, "No, keep, keep going." And Dan, who didn't know, you know, he, there was no rules. Yeah. He's just started this thing, and he was like, "No, keep, keep doing it." Okay. So I just kept going. Oh, yeah. What are these ultra supportive moments you've had in your life? Right? Of and I didn't know that. Like, yeah, he didn't care, and the audience didn't care, so there was no real. That's great then. Thing, yeah, it was fine. Yeah, but then you sort of learn and you're like, well. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know how long my stories would take because I only had them as. Dot points sort of things. Dot points in my brain. So I didn't know how long one story would go for. So you don't. And do you do. <clears throat> like, so separate to that though, when mm. you're
0: hanging out, are you the kind of guy that sits there and. Tells tales, you know those kind of friends, or yeah, maybe, yeah. yeah,
2: with the right people. Yeah, yeah I'm not saying you train yeah. everyone on the planet. <laughs> yeah, I don't do it to just anyone, but yeah, no, i I've, But that's how conversations work usually. Yeah, yeah, you share stories and stuff. Like yeah. I, I've got a couple of mates who we we go to a bar or something, and then we'll go like, let's play the story game, which is where we give each other a theme of something, and then we tell stories to each other until the theme runs out. So we just do that to each other. Really? Yeah, it's a fun way to do it.
0: And the story, like, you just make it up, or you, it's got you should be referencing life experience. I think it's got to be true. Them. Yeah, it's got to it's be from true. your life. Yeah. See, that's so weird. My, my brain just does not operate in that in a way. It's really annoying. I just don't remember anything like thematically of stories like that. I don't know. Yeah.
2: yeah. Well, we got well I've got, got a brains. terrible memory as well. But mine's, I guess, for more things. Like you tell me, I won't tell you. I can't tell you what street we're on. You know. I, for festivals as well, it's really hard because, I mean, we all do this where it's like, I, someone will be talking to me and I'll be like, I don't know who the fuck you are. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> all
0: right. Yeah. No, that's, yeah. Cause that's, yeah. For me, I don't know. Uh, my connection point, I don't know. It's never been that big story telling sort of person in a way.
2: I love them, but. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. A, it's a weird thing. Like it's, it, well, you train your brain that way. Yeah. I think that's part of it. So it's well. after doing it for so long. So even now I'm like, I forget people. And now I could tell you a story about forgetting someone or two or three, you know, and, and my brain is at, at the moment being like, yeah. I remember this time, remember this yeah. time, like that. Yeah. One yeah. time I did like 10 shows in a festival during the Falls Festival, which is a whole different thing.
0: The music, the Falls Festival. The music festival, oh, so yeah. Like I've done like that, that a bunch time. of times.
2: Yeah. Where <laughs> all the like <laughs> teenagers go and, you know, they want to see the show pretending things are a cock, right?
0: Yeah. I can't imagine they're very uh, attentive. <laughs>
2: Oh, I did it not last year, the year before in Tassie. And, whoa, there were so many, like, young kids off their heads. But uh, my tech for it, um, at the end of the show, I'm like, thanks, Dave, for doing tech. Everyone give him a round of applause. And after 10 shows, he was like, you know, my name's not Dave. And I was like, sorry, what is your name? His name's John. (laughs)
3: I mean, my name's John. It's your.
2: It's your name. You, you. You. I told you it many times, but you kept calling me Dave this whole time, and my name is the same as yours. It's a
0: full thing. It's Yeah, like, hey, you and me, we've got the same. Yeah, and he just never corrected me. Yeah, that seems rough. Yeah, to wait until the end for that. Yeah, it's okay. Funny, so there though. you go. You're ready to go with the story exactly all you good. the time. You are good, man. Yeah. That's, well, yeah, because that's the other thing about like. I had another comic, uh, a writer on recently, and he did a bunch of short stories. Mm. Um, He wrote um in a collection, actually, it's called Today I Fucked Up, where he got people to tell their most embarrassing ah, fuck-up cool. story they've ever done, and he released yeah. it in a book. It's actually it's really good. Um, And he – yeah, we'll talk about storytelling and, like, that kind of thing. And it's funny because I feel like everyone starts off with, like, really obvious big stories, mm-hmm. but then as they get better, because we're comparing – you know David Sedaris? Yeah. Yeah, so like, I was comparing to him. It's like I feel like he's gotten more and more – like nothing in his stories almost like yeah. is in yeah, it's just like I feel like that's what happens as you develop more and more, it just becomes like you went and got milk. <laughs> that's yeah somehow that's thematically
2: resonant and deep and it's saying something about the human condition, I guess. Also, he's a f- like a pretty amazing character just in himself, you know. He's a little bit S. Thompson-ish sort of, you know what I mean? Like Definitely. Yeah. 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 Sure. One of my <laughs> best reviews has been compared to this is only for this literature thing. Uh, A combination of David Sedaris and Bill Bryson. Is that a good one? I don't know. I've never read Bill Bryson, but I have read David Sedaris. Do you know Bill Bryson though? They do Australian stuff or something. (laughs) He does
0: like every, he did a a short history of nearly everything. Yeah. And like A Walk in the Woods, which is an American, he's, he's, American
2: or English? I think he but he right. does do a book about Australia, book about right? Australia
0: yeah, as well. but he's got yeah, he's got travel logs of different countries and stuff as well, yeah. as like countries walking and then science stuff. And
2: yeah, that's a good combo. That's a good one. I should that's put that one. on stuff then, he's, right? I, no, one's gonna get it. <laughs> I have not used that ever. I have not put that on any sort of. <laughs> See, why don't you tell me this one? Material. I did the introduction. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's the perfect audience yeah. for it. David Sedaris and Bill Bryson. Yeah, he's been yeah. called before. <laughs> Yeah, he yeah. prefers to go by Fuckwit though. Yeah, just call me <laughs> Fuckwit. I prefer that a lot more. <laughs> oh
0: no, yeah, yeah that's a, that's a good claim to fame, honestly. But yeah, no, that's um, yeah, I mean, okay, let's. Yeah. I guess we should probably start on the book part of this. Oh, fuck, yes, yeah, yeah, we yes, should sorry. have you
2: mentioned it. Um, so your book of choice for today? It was uh, Why the Last Man, the series, the graphic novel series by Brian K. Vaughan, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, that and- right, yeah.
0: Someone else is the is illustra- yeah, illustrator. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Um, yeah. How terrible! No, we don't remember the That's artist. Ter- that is criminal. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, what is a uh, why?
2: Why is it your favourite? I think because I, I like as I was saying before, my favourite sort of genre is is post apocalyptic thing. And for those people who don't know, uh, why the Last Man? Uh, the plot of it is it's a bit of a twist on it. Um, a, a disease goes around the world and all the men die. And mm-hmm. so it's left as a as a world of women. And it's quite interesting because they go into the realities of that, which is the sort of post-apocalyptic thing that I like, is the reality that happens. So no zombies, but like half or more than half the plumbers die. The pilots die. The the I think the minister for agriculture becomes president of the united states because she's the highest ranked (laughs) and so that makes you go like whoa you know and especially at this time that we're at right now where you know you realize how dominant men have been and you know how deeply how deep misogyny runs through history and all of this Mm. stuff yeah yeah so i find that fascinating yeah it did it, it It
0: did do a good job of like uh yeah the political aspects the different ways people take it as well right like different yep. groups how they splinter off and yeah
2: and 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 the radicals who are like this happened for a reason and you know they want to and of course there's one man who survives and he's the worst <laughs> like he's not a good it's not he's not the hero he's a fucking magician uh <laughs> And I won't give away the end, but the, you find out the way he survived, and it's just like ah, oh. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> and like I he's got a day. Fu- <laughs> oh, he's, and he's such a fuckhead in it as well. Like he's like, oh, I gotta go. I want to go to Australia, and it, he's he's an American. He's like, I gotta get to Australia, and he's like, this is the end of the world, mate? You, oh, such a frustrating character. And I like that he's just a normal idiot. Yeah, yeah, I did I like that. It wasn't yeah. it doesn't
0: actually cast him as some savior or anything like no, that. No, he needs yeah. people to save
2: him yeah. all the time because he does stupid m- masculine acts, you know, like he'll try and fight someone and they're like, "Don't fight someone, you fucking idiot man." And that's sort of especially for now, I feel like we're all realizing a bit that men are all I mean, you know. Yeah, men I'm going to say worst. it. All men are a bit fucking stupid. And are idiots, yeah, clouded with self-importance, and at least eighty percent of the time, right? Because yeah, we've held all these high position power, yeah, and you're just like, oh, it's like what did what did I read the other day that someone was like, oh yeah, who 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 are you going to vote for in the next in the next election? I might vote for the party that doesn't jizz on desks. <laughs> You know, that's the thing. Now we're realizing that all our politicians are just fucking idiots. Going to be closer than (laughs) does me, in.
0: well, that I feel like is more an indictment of our brutally rigged media system in Australia compared to everywhere else. Basically, everywhere else in the world, we have like the worst media um, in terms of utterly owned by by a massive by a massive fuckhead. Yeah, it's not even split out a little bit. It's like there's no centrist here.
2: It's yeah, (laughs) yeah. It's it's so. That stuff is very interesting of like, even like, what was it, daylight savings finished yesterday. Yeah. And I'm like, why are we doing this still? And then I was doing it on, my, on my, my friend who was driving me to the airport. She was like, so you want to end daylight savings? I was like, yeah, I don't get it. I don't understand. It's for farmers. And I'm like, just keep it light outside for a bit longer, you know, in the afternoon. No one needs the mornings anymore. <laughs> and then she's like, well, how would you stop? And I I think I said something like, if I ran for parliament or something, that would be my thing as to end daylight savings. But
0: you want to end it the wrong
2: way. You sort of shifted back an hour and leave it there. No, I want it to be, I want it to be light for later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But like, that's, so
0: naturally it's actually earlier. So they switch it to make it light later for a little bit. Is it naturally?
2: What's time, George? (laughs) Is it? Damn it. You've right? really got What is there. time? <laughs> who is the person who said, we need this amount of hours? Let's change that. <laughs> <laughs> and I was talking to my friend and, and she's like, all right, so what you'd have to do is you'd have to start a petition, uh, 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 what do you call it? Petition. Petition, get a thousand signatures, p- post that into, you know, parliament and, you know, then have it get passed as this sort of thing. And I was like, "Ah, oh, I'm already tired and I can't be fucked. But that's how hard it is to create any kind of change, even for the stupidest of things, like, like daylight savings.
0: Like getting a thousand signatures is such a small step on the journey. Oh, I can't even and do you're that. Like, oh my I'm God.
2: out. I'm out at step one. You're like, this is what
0: you have to do just to do this. It's like you'd have to do I'm way out. more just for this. No, I'm out. <laughs> if you want to change daylight savings, there's a lot more than just getting a thousand signatures. Yeah, yeah,
2: it's too hard.
0: But daylight savings, like, as in. It's. It gets honestly. You're a comedian. Mm-hmm. Or you live the comedian lifestyle. So, what time do you wake up in the morning?
2: Uh, these days, yeah. I'm, I've been waking up at 9.30.
0: And see, your tone of voice suggests that is like... <laughs> Sometimes <earliest>. it's
2: 11, <laughs> 12.
0: 9 9.30 is like, I am killing it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm waking up early. I'm a functioning member of society.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Festival times, it's like, yeah, midday. Yeah, yeah. So that so I feel like you might be biased in your views of right. when the sun goes up and down. My understanding is that daylight savings was uh, is for farmers. No, the farmers want to keep it. They don't want to change it. Right. So, what is
0: Dallas savings for? Everyone else who wants—I might be wrong, but from what I understand, Dallas Sanders is purely for everyone who lives in the city and stuff and wants to have more sun at night. Yeah. So, during summer, when that's the case, and they can really take advantage, they switch it. Uh, give you an extra hour at night. But then when it goes back to winter, because the sun's coming up so late now, they're like, "We'll give you some morning sun," because otherwise, people go on to work
2: in the dark. Sure, sure. Go to work in the dark. Yeah, I don't know if me. you know this, <laughs> but we've we've invented a thing called lights. Electricity, we've got lights now. Farmers can reap their crops in the dark, right? I love I that we've I gotten can. onto this. Gotten <laughs> you've, on to... you've really stuck on the farmers part of this. Bloody farmers. I know. <laughs> I grew up on feels, a farm. I know this. It feels
0: like you're against the farmers rather than the Oh, I am. I am. <laughs> savings.
2: You, you know just the, stick it to them. You know, the worst part of growing up on a farm was all the work I had to do. So I'm done with it. Yeah. I don't want to do that so anymore. So if it was dark, I could run away and night. Yeah, I would just get up at nine. What's the difference? What's time? Right? What's time? Yeah,
0: look, <laughs> you've, you haven't won me over, but you yeah. gave it a good shot. Yeah. Um, no, no, so uh, should we go? Yeah, go to go back to the book. Why the last man, yes. Because yeah, the other part that you're saying that, which I hadn't thought about. So would you, because I haven't seen, whenever I see you do stuff on stage, I don't see any sort of, political but i haven't seen that much of what you do so maybe no i I don't it was more like a human thing rather than any sort of leaning but
2: yeah my latest show is slightly social justicey, but that's this It's called playing with men and it is it does go into why why we're a bit fucked right now and how we need to take responsibility for for our behaviors and our learned behaviors and unlearning that stuff and uh, all through the through the guise of playing football, right? Because right. I was a, I thought I was going to be an AFL footballer as a really? teenager. Yeah, I played state football. People oh. are always surprised by this. Well, so you just yeah, I was a really good footballer, <laughs> and all these prejudices are there. So I talk about that in in this show as well. Like growing up as a teenager playing sport and having like two players on my football team were their nickname was the N word. And two. Then two. Wow. So one wasn't enough. <laughs> we'll have another one. And it's like, so we all have this internalized racism. And that was fine. That was fine at that time. Yeah. Didn't even think about it. And now when I go back and think about my history of playing sports, I realize in the show, I realize how like I was brought up to be violent, aggressive, racist, misogyny. I was brought up this way. Yeah. And now we're all realizing <laughs> that. Holy fuck! This is this is terrible. Let's change this.
3: Yeah,
0: All right. So do you reckon? Um, because like uh, the view I think a lot of people have, and I mean I had the same experience when I was in school. I had a a kid. He wasn't even like he, he was like half Sri Lankan. So he wasn't, yeah. he wasn't actually like African, but he he got the nickname and he wasn't an Aboriginal. Yeah. he got the nickname coon. Yep, which I think I can say that. I don't, have to say no, I don't for know. That. I
2: don't say any of it. You don't say. No, I think I can <laughs> no. say that. I
0: think it's okay. It was like the cheese. you yep. would say so. Yeah, but he gave himself that nickname. We all just. We, I don't know if he gave himself that, but we all called
2: him that, and I didn't oh. even know it was
0: a slur until like ten years later. I was like, "Oh, that was a slur. We were calling him, and I didn't even know."
2: Like- yeah, we had a guy whose last name was Abbott. Not <laughs> it was Tony. Not Tony. But his nickname was ABO. Mm. That's what we called him. Which is a, a slur, right?
0: And uh, the, I guess this is where I'm wondering your view because even the people who, who call it the N-word, mm. you would probably argue like that there wasn't ill will towards them
2: for that, if you know what I mean. No, With but when
0: position we're, there are people who are like well, they don't care, they love well, saying it, that give us the same back.
2: Yeah, that's what I bring up in the in the show as well, which is just like, do, yeah, but you can just because you're it's steeped in what you used to do, fucking. Change your mind. <laughs> stop saying it. What what help are you doing by arguing this bullshit of like oh they'd call me it and you know whatever it's not it should be so simple that it's you shouldn't use that term. Who are you helping by using it? No one. Yeah. Just stop it.
0: I mean, like I can understand uh, like elements of it for the older people who because. Literally, it was a different time. So, if they grew up, yeah. it was fine and now it's changed and that can be confusing for people because they're like, I don't mean ill will in it, but yeah. like, you know, it's how people treat it differently. So, I kind of understand that, but the thing that I've always found, and this is where I do to go back though, like i got parents who are definitely backwards and yeah, they're changing.
2: I mean, we all do,
0: I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel like they would at least, they wouldn't kick someone out for being different though. You know what I mean? Like, they're not that extreme where, like, if someone came in and was was gay or right. uh, whatever, they wouldn't actually... They might be upset because of their old school values, but I think ultimately they would actually be accepting as well. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And that, I, I think, think, is okay. I think, <laughs> I think, think most the-
2: people are that. I had a thing with my parents, because this is the this, this great thing where all us comedians are now having to spend lots of time with our parents and our families. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of parent shows. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But just... um.
1: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
2: Um, I just said what's the, the the thing that what the ethos that I go by is just no harm. So it, what if you do something or say something or whatever and then it causes someone harm, you think about that and you try to cause no harm. Harm to them So if someone is like You call me this It upsets me Say sorry And don't call them that again Because mm. you cause them harm Is it causing you harm To say it? No And you've made You've made a very Understandable mistake You yeah. know like that And so when I've got I do that as well And like I will Accidentally misgender People or whatever Yeah hate And then when stage. they say something I'm like Oh fuck Shit sorry I'm sorry Yeah I will try and stop doing that mm. And slowly It's working Slowly Hmm. I really struggle with saying guys all the time. Everyone's guys. What's, but I think. Because like, guys. It's a fine line. That's a real little tweak there.
0: I know. It's so no, because guys, I use it for everyone. I'm just like, yeah. hey guys, and then it's guys and girls. But yeah. It's that's like, I don't know how to. Yeah.
2: yeah, that's a real tough one to get out of my. to unlearn that, that thing. Is it
0: okay if you just call everyone guys? <laughs> well, um,
2: maybe. Maybe. <laughs> But if someone is like, "Please stop calling people guys," I'll be like, "All right."
0: This is, you're so at the mercy of. Yeah, this is the similar thing to
2: like. It's the exactly extremist. yeah. It's exactly why I stopped doing this, the the stand up and did storytelling is because one <laughs> person one that? time said you did this and I was like, "Well, I'm done everything. I'm finished." If I really you were doing well, but
0: have now just completely lost all credibility. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> um, yep, that's just been, how. Become a nervous wreck instead. Yeah, it is that. It's yeah. really
2: affecting my mental health. <laughs> I don't want to. Don't want to cause harm to anyone. It, it's interesting. Your,
0: just to, just to throw it out there that that mentality and the way you're doing that. It's funny because that that actually does slot perfectly in with dystopian fiction. Yeah, why last man? Because those are probably of all fiction the most universally extreme. Like as as a, as a genre, it's. It's humans at the most extreme. It's the situations that are the most intense automatically. Like, as in, it's the end of the world. You're going to see shit at its most intense. And I yeah. Guess it's, like, it's interesting that you're like that yourself in reaction to things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the end. Genre yeah. is like that kind of thing. it's always like, yeah, pushing people to the limit. That's what you get yeah. survival.
2: And you see the, the turn in, in – so- the societal turn in certain cultural groups and that sort of thing. Like in Why the Last Man – like we said, some of the some of the groups of women think it was a it was from God, mm. and then they go into this Amazonian thing and they cut off one of their breasts mm. and you go around causing havoc, and then you've got like the science based people who are trying to work it out, and yeah, mm. then you've got that. There's a group of uh, a, a women's prison, which is crazy. There's a like a they go into a town, and it's all the the ex criminals from the women's prison who. And they're the most together group. They're the most functional, like, town because they've been living this way for ages. Mm. And so they just decide to stay together and the the man shows up and they're, like, quite nice to him and, you know, help him on his journey and all of that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, which it's, is fascinating. But that's what I was wondering. Mm.
0: Cause so your political... Uh...
2: Yeah, because, again, you're, you're
0: liking how to unpack that side of the Why the Last Man, seeing how, like, that stuff, and that's dystopian again. Yeah, yeah. Um, But you don't weave into many stories until recently with this one. Was that an intentional
2: choice? I mean, I do I do a show about my brother going to jail uh, for drugs, so that has a bit of a political side of it as well, which is a bit like, you know, the prison system and addiction and how we criminalise Addicts and you know that sort of thing, so they all end, or a lot of them end on a on a sort of social justice type, yeah, m- meaning. So, like, you know, uh, I think at the end of the fire in the meth lab show, which you know you can watch on YouTube, uh, the um,
0: full shows on YouTube, for yeah, free? I just put them all. Up. Oh, really? Yeah, okay, fire in the meth lab,
2: yep, all right, um, that has like uh, you know, 50% of people in all jails are non violent drug addicts. You yeah. Like crazy. that's insane. And we just lock them away. We put no effort into rehabilitation. None of this. Just chuck them away and it's gonna yeah. be one of the big things I think in like ten, twenty years, hopefully. They'll like going to be like that was crazy. Well, wait once we can Especially fix daylight wise. savings, then we'll we'll get into the justice system.
0: <laughs> I feel like the justice might be easier than daylight savings. You're yeah, going like you're going deep. Yeah, yeah. i have seen a bunch of cooks ever on daylight savings. Yeah. It's way yeah. too yeah. powerful. Um yeah, no, so that's a uh, – okay. Well, it's funny you're saying that because, like, I guess – I'm just thinking now of other storytellers, I guess, even, like, David Sedaris, i like you mentioned. And if you're telling stories which involve appreciating another point of view, you're probably going to end up having right. social justice leanings in a way. You're approaching it from the point of view that, you know, everyone's human and everyone's mm. not perfect and, you know, we're, we are all victims of – Circumstances as much as our yeah, nature. and our,
2: and our history and our culture, and yeah. we're all just we're all just trying, just trying to get along, and that's why ignorance is very frustrating because they're not trying, they've stopped, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they've gone no, I'm good, right? It does seem like a bold position. <laughs> as just people who can do that, I'm almost like jealous of. I'm like, wow, you you're going to stand by that. <laughs> Oh, okay, cool, I guess But I mean
0: I mean, everyone has those blocks there, right?
2: Right We all do Yeah, all I mean, I cause, do Because a- none of those people are
0: aware that they're doing that, right? None of them think that Yeah, that's
2: the thing Yeah Ignorance Because <laughs> I do it as well Like even when, with all the Trump stuff When all that was happening And and here I'd watch him say something And then there's a bit in my brain that's like Maybe he's right <laughs> You know, I try and go on both sides and be like, I don't know. Who am I? I'm a fuckhead. Yeah. I don't know anything. Maybe he's right. I don't know. Anyone who's confident I'm won over by, I'm just like, oh, oh all right. I guess he's got a point. I can be influenced so easily. I don't believe it. <laughs> I don't it, want to so, rock the
0: boat. <laughs> yeah.
2: I don't know what anything. What are you saying? I'm just going with. Who am I? I'm an idiot. It's about yeah.
0: the... Okay, well, that's surely not completely true. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. Oh, no. Uh, So let's try it. Let's get a bit more of your history. I'm just trying to tie stuff together here. Yep. Uh, Because you grew up, like you said, uh, Adelaide country boy farming. Mm -hmm. Yep. Right? And then you moved to the big smoke of Adelaide City. Adelaide
2: and went to uni. And went to uni? Yep. What did you study? I studied uh, the beautiful degree of communications, which is a joke on The Simpsons. (laughs) Whether well, they're like, I think it's Doctor Hibbert or whatever is like, don't worry, you can always fall back on your degree in communications. He's doomed. <laughs> uh, so I went to uni and studied like film production and media and all all the stuff that doesn't get you a job anywhere. But was it fun? Yeah, you just watched movies and yeah. analyzed it and did all of that. And a lot of people, when I because uh, I run s- storytelling workshops and stuff like that and. I don't write anything down. I don't write my shows or my stories down ever. No, I use like a storyboard from a film. So I use projection and uh, and uh, uh, like PowerPoint. And so the pictures represent a story, and that's how I frame. Are you my talking about
0: things. Just whenever you're writing a show, that's how you do it.
2: Yeah, it's all wow. done with pictures.
0: So you don't you don't write word for word stuff. No. Nah. Get-
2: really? I'll have maybe a word, like maybe like you know, okay. a, a, a dead cow for the dead cow story. Yeah. I've got the names of them, but I won't, I don't write them down. So it's more authentic if it's just coming out of your brain, you know? Yeah. But I mean, firstly,
0: I'm guessing, well, I've heard you. They, it, it always ends up being the same once yeah. you've done it a few times. Yeah. But uh, so do you just like get up on stage and talk and then you, you then remember what, do you record your sets and then go back and listen to them?
2: No. Are you serious? I haven't even watched the YouTube clips. I've put them on there. But I don't want to watch myself. I hate it. I can't do that.
0: Oh, so you're just like
2: a fucking genius. <laughs> <laughs> I did it. Annoying a, bastard. I did uh, Perth last year, not last year, the year before Perth Festival, and I did a show just called the the nominee. And what it was is like, so I have nine hour long shows, and what I would do is uh, the audience nominates which show they would like to see on the day, and I just load it up into my computer. And off we go and we just do that show. And I just thought that was normal. Like I thought that was, I didn't think that was that big of a thing until, you know, one of the sort of more neurotic comedians is like, what the fuck are you doing? That's insane. But your muscle, your memory, muscle, muscle memory is, is pretty good, especially visually if that's how you do it. So what? Because you
0: you have slides up behind you, and then you talk, yeah. and while the slides are there, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you just got to remember. So I guess the shock is that you've got nine hours of content, technically.
2: Yeah, remember yeah. word
0: for word almost.
2: To and to do it within like the first minute of the show, and just be like, okay, I guess we're doing how I learned to hug.
0: Here we go, <laughs> and you just do a full hour show. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty wild.
2: Yeah, I didn't think it was. I thought it was just a thing. I the fact that's... that it's
0: yeah nine different one hour shows just
2: bouncing around in the in my brain.
0: Yeah. So like yeah. So. You you have nothing to teach anyone. <laughs>
2: <laughs> You're a full freak. I, I mean, be- they can write them down. That's not. That's not. I don't okay. teach them to not write it down. I just tell them that that's my. That's the way I do it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. so do you, like. Do you find yourself editing much? No. Well, editing the show?
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, as in, you, like, you get up for a night, you've got a new story you want to tell, you get up, you tell it, and then you go away, and you might not write it, you might not listen to it again, but do you then get up and say it roughly the same, or do you do some
2: pretty. Oh, no, changes? yeah. I'll edit it and put tags on and put jokes in and all of that. But not from writing, just in your head. Just in my head, yeah. Like, yeah. do you just sit there? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think I just. So, for example, I just do it as much as possible. So, for example, Adelaide just gone, Adelaide Fringe. Uh, I did four different shows uh for the whole fringe. So I ended up doing sixty performances in like twenty six days or whatever. Are you serious? Yeah. Like I said, on the same day you did like two or three shows. I did two shows in a row for most nights, yeah. Yeah. And so the more you do it, the more But
0: were those but that was that experience material or was that trying stuff?
2: Uh that was a bit of both. So okay. I did like stand up spots and that sort of stuff, which I would change around and do whatever mm. and Came up with some, you know, some whatever, some COVID material because you got to do relatable, stuff, whatever. And uh, but then, you know, if I get stuck, I've always got something to go back to. Yeah, yeah.
0: Although you must struggle with like because you've generally got longer bits, right? So, yeah. So if someone's like, "Oh, you've only got three minutes left," you're like, "Fuck." Yeah, I'm <laughs> done for.
2: I'm done for. The, yeah. yeah, yeah. I can do, but I've got I've got for stand up bits. I've got uh, uh, like three minutes. Yeah, right. I've got. Sp- you jokes bits. and whatever. Right. On. Um Yeah, yeah, because it's quite funny that here's some news. Uh I got contacted by uh America's Got Talent three weeks ago. And they were like, We want you to do the opening to this the show that I do. It's online, How I Learned to Hug. We want you to do the opening to that, but it has to be three minutes long. And I was like, that bit goes for like eight minutes. I can't. I don't know how I can cut that down. Yeah, and I don't know what I how to do that. (laughs) It won't make any sense if it's three minutes. It sounds super
0: short because it's not right. Your 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 story. Like I haven't heard that one. I don't think. But your stories are relatively dense already. Yeah, you can't. And I speak
2: very fast. Yeah, I can't do that.
0: That's. I mean. Compliment to them reaching out to you. Like that's a who knows. I don't know what's happening with that now. How did they even hear about you? How is what is you know? We haven't gone into this. What was life? You know it's tragic if you now to think back on it, but New York living. And yeah, like were you just living there? Did you move around to
2: America to do no, stuff I was, everywhere? I or? was touring around all over the place because I do a lot of stuff for the Moth storytelling, and so they they <laughs> sort of take you to the, you do shows in the major cities and that sort of thing. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, they're great. And they're- like, how
0: many of you is, is, is like a set group of five or ten people that go get flown around or Um
2: well they choose a theme and then if your story fits the theme, then then they they do they pick people from that. And luckily my story fits into a lot of themes and it's the perfect middle story. As in it's it's a bit funny, it's a bit nice, it's a bit sad, it fits all the categories. This is just one story. Just one story. Which one? Uh it's from my dad's deaths. And it's a story about going hunting with my. Dad. I've heard that one. Yeah, the Kangaroo Island. Yeah, you've heard it tons. I did it yeah, for your yeah, show. The bookish, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I do that one for the moth. All right, so they don't uh, actually do lots of different stories; You just do the same one. I've got another. I've I've done it a bunch a bunch of them. Yeah, but they mainly want the 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 hunting story
0: because that's like they just think that's perfect. Yeah, because it's yeah. got
2: like highs and lows, and it's it's bookended, and it's you know, it's tight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. uh yeah, I do a lot of their their stuff. And so if they fly somewhere for the, just the night or like a couple of nights or... It all depends. Sometimes I'm just like, well, I'm going here anyway. I'll just stay. <laughs> yeah. Because I've been nomadic for the last nine years. Wow. And just go wherever wherever I go. So like, does that mean...
0: So you just get it like you stay in an Airbnb or something and...
2: Yeah they usually put you up for a, at least like a few days and now because I've been sort of nomadic for this amount of time and the beauty of social media so for example I went I did the moth in Boston and I was like I've never been to Boston I'll stay I'll stay in town for a while and then wow. I will write to my former friends or post on social media anyone know anyone in Boston can I do some gigs anyone got a bed that I can stay in or a mm. couch and so on stay with friends of friends or that sort of thing the great one in boston which is a couple of years ago now is actually i uh, dan Alaman, who's a comic here in uh in melbourne he was in boston so we hung out a bit uh but then after the moth show which is in a huge beautiful theater you know you do your show to 3000 people it's, it's, yeah and you just do anything you just no you can it's it's impossible to bomb you just will kill it every time. Oh,
0: but also, like I mean, in terms of marketing, like you're just rocking no, up. you you're just rock up. No, just up. To just show up and perform to three thousand sh- people. Show up
2: and do it. And Sick. but this is kind of not terrible. But like, so after the show, Dan came and he was like, "Wow, it's what a show!" And you know, uh, the, I think Obama's speechwriter was on it, and you know, all these different amazing people. And then uh, we had the after party. And Dan was like, you know, there's this group of people who are waiting to talk to you, and which is can can be good or bad, and and so I was like, I don't want to, I want to talk to them, like I don't, I don't want to, I'm embarrassed and whatever. And then so he loudly exclaimed where the after party was. So then they were at the after party, and then of course I got a bit drunk and uh, went over and talked to them, and then I ended up uh, staying with them for two weeks. <laughs> Because this stranger who came to my show, was, and she was like, "I got a spare room if you need it," and I was like, "Yeah, I do." Really? Yeah. That
0: is like that's a that is a nomadic as fuck lifestyle. Yeah, like, I just did it. Wow. Yeah.
2: So you there's, like? There's so, a few of us. There's a few people like who do that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Because like you're getting you meet up at the specific points, but then you just chill. <laughs> you're like, yeah, yeah. you're just gonna go. And I make sure I'm a really good house guest. Yeah, you know, you do the dishes, you clean, you be. Be, be a good be, yeah, be yeah. a good guest, yeah. make them happy that you're there, and then they'll have you for the rest of time, you know? That's true. Every that's time it. you're back. That's or it. you'd be like, do you know anyone else? And they'll set you up with someone. Yeah. yeah. Who, yeah. No, that's part yeah. of
0: the whole performer lifestyle, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. Marcus Ryan was another one. Yeah. 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 These he are all, all. Through
0: Spain, yeah. I mean, uh, South America, Central America.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, so, but your base of operation was New York?
2: No, I was I was planning to move to uh, Vancouver. Okay, Vancouver, Canada.
0: So the off Broadway thing was just for a little bit. And
2: yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So was like, so
0: you just had no base; you were just kind of just. Floating. I've just been
2: floating for the last nine years.
0: That is wild. Yeah. Like which how be- long are we talking between like average length of
2: time staying places? Uh, usually, the longest would be like a month, probably. Say somewhere for a month, and then go somewhere else, and. Stay there for however long. Yeah. I usually go where the gigs are. So if someone, if there's a, because I've done now, I've probably done like eighty festivals around the world, maybe even more. So I look up a festival, write to the people who run it. Yeah, yeah do yeah. you want me to do this thing? You sure? Me two seconds. Yeah, yeah. Do you have a friend who can put me up? Yeah. Okay, I'll do it. Wow. I did it around Central America as well. Just yeah? traveled around Central America. Just doing uh, gigs and. Doing charity gigs. So there's lots of like not for profits and stuff. And so all in English, but yeah, which are mainly expats. Yeah, yeah, expats. Let's be honest. Southeast Asia, the same. Yeah. And you just, you just, if it's a not for profit and it's whatever or, you know, a charity or something like that. And I'll just say, like, if you, if you put me up, I'll, you know, we'll sell tickets and, you know, I'll give half to you and I'll keep half. And the money thing doesn't bother me too much. Yeah. Yeah. You're just like, because you're just enjoying what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. I stayed on an island in Belize for like four weeks, and just did a couple of shows. And 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 I just said to them as well, like, if I make my way there, I'll do some shows. Can you give me free accommodation? Done. The, uh, not Lived not above even... a pub on the beach in Belize. It's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> and then I did. A, so I did the show for charity, and then this guy came up to me and he was talking and then, you know, we bought drinks and all that and he he donated a lot of money and then someone was like, His dad owns half of this island. Mm. And then he was like, Where are you staying? I was like, I'm just staying above the pub here. And he was like, Well, look, I own the resort. You can just live in one of the rooms for a week if you want, so you can feel like a normal person again. And I got this like four bedroom suite. That's hilarious. There was a there was a slide out the front that goes into the ocean. <laughs> and stayed in this beautiful thing. And this guy and his wife lived in the room next door and the maybe dinner and breakfast and oh, wow. just hung out with them. This is amazing, right? Yeah. It's opportunistic just, but then I felt really bad because the pub was like a backpackers. <laughs> so I went back to the pub and then I was this weird, creepy guy who was like, look, I've got a room in this, uh, there's four beds just coming. And I did to the, Backpackers, what these people did for me. Like, so you can come and say, I won't bother you. Yeah. Just come and hang out. You might as well. Yeah. It's free. Three free. Free beds. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like you, like, I guess, introvert versus extrovert, that sort of thing, but it sounds like you hmm. like people. You like yeah, socializing yeah. and yeah. always being busy and surrounded by.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I, I, if I'm left by myself, I won't do anything. I won't go anywhere. Yeah. Well, I think. One time I was house-sitting in Houston and I didn't talk to a person for like two weeks, not another not another person. I didn't. And then when I finally talked to someone, my voice was really weird and different because I hadn't spoken to a human. Well, I don't get – what do you mean? So, like, as in, if just there's went no one around, this,
0: you just go into a bubble and
2: – I go into a bubble and it starts as, like, sort of comfortable and then goes into depression. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So you actively try to be like, I don't think I want to do that. Yeah. I'm going
0: to try to force to go in another direction. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So COVID has been hard, you know, <laughs> the amount of people who wrote to me when this first happened. And I, again, I didn't think it was that big a deal. The amount of people who wrote to me and were like, how are you doing? <laughs> and then they're like, you were the first person we thought of when this all went down. Are you Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and I've only just realized recently that yeah, this has been a fucking Hard. tough thing for me. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, it's been tough on everyone. But, but yeah, but for you specifically,
0: my whole your, lifestyle is gone. Your whole thing if you'd like to a new places, you like meet yeah. new people, you like doing new things and it's all out the window completely. Yeah, yeah. And on top of that, opportunities and stuff which obviously yeah. had lined up. Now you got to wait a year and hope it's still all yep, solidly there. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. You had your own Private little dystopia. Yeah, I really <laughs> did. Taste.
2: I really did. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Maybe I won't read these books yeah. anymore. Maybe <laughs> that's getting, where I've gone wrong. Yeah, you're getting traumatized back to it. <laughs> yeah. It was it. Well, we've all lived in a sort of dystopia sort of thing, right? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. The sort of lining up to go into supermarkets. I remember when that was happening. I was in America when that was happening. Mm. And I was like, this is it. This is the end of days. You know. It was freaky when uh, the first time.
0: Everything happened, Mm. and Melbourne, and all the supermarkets got cleaned out of absolutely everything. Yeah, so interesting. You go in there, and like, what I found is I was like, I would love to like go around and catalogue. Just out of curiosity, what are the things people get? So like, like the ones that obviously need to think of, like uh, like nappies. Yeah. So and like vitamins were all gone. Everything's cleared out completely of every vitamin. Oh, people are the worst. (laughs) And They're then just- specific kinds of tea and stuff like that. <laughs> you see the ones that you're like, when the chips are down, which is the one everyone's going to yeah. get.
2: Yeah, well, All the booze, right? Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. So much. I remember in Adelaide where they were closing, shutting down for six days and they were going <laughs> to shut down the bottle shops. And people lost their minds, <laughs> lost, like lineups of cars to go through the bottle shops, at just like because it was six days closing down at midnight that night. Yeah, and even my I was staying with my friend, and and uh, I went into her house, and she's like, "Don't worry, don't worry," and like showed me boxes of wine, like just all in her cupboards and stuff. She's like, "Don't worry, I got tons," and and she's like, "I don't think it's going to last." And then our lockdown went for three days. It's and so scary, got all this, you know? Yeah. <laughs> But that's the thing, right? That is also the thing. It's like I like, I like individual people, but people on mass do my brain in, right? Like the the mob mentality and the buying of toilet paper and stuff. I'm mm. just like, what the fuck? Yeah, what's wrong with people? And now, like, you feel guilty buying any kind of toilet paper. Like, even when you buy toilet, just one little packet, it's it's for me. I need it. I do need it, actually. You're the only one that's feeling guilty about that.
0: Exactly, right? <laughs> right. No one else is we'll going through that. keep coming back to the same thing. <laughs> yes. You've got a lot of stuff to unpack there. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. I always ask this from every interview, I guess. Do mm. you feel like you've found any new connections between yourself and why the last man from our conversation or just thinking about it?
2: Oh, yeah. Look, it's made me extremely introspective as to <laughs> why I'm obsessed with this stuff. I love this sort of thing like psychological or – you know how we're affected and conditioned by stuff so mm. why do i like dystopian futures is cuz i think for me they were they're fantastical but now they're a bit more real <laughs> so i'm yeah maybe less inclined to follow that but now oh, i think we're all doing that anyway we're all watching seinfeld repeats and no one wants any sort of challenging thing anymore which was also tough doing the show where <laughs> I'm quite mean to men. And they're like, oh, don't don't lecture us now. Yeah, just give us a, just, it's like we know. <laughs> there's a reason like Adelaide Fringe, any of the like challenging shows were like, they did fine. But then you'll go to like best of this and it's just packed <laughs> with people. Yeah. Just fart jokes for an hour. Everyone's like, ah, this is it's all, all we right. want. It's all we want. Pretending things are a cock sold yeah, out every single <laughs> show. <laughs> Yeah, every single one. Yeah, look, it's a <laughs> it works. I know, I know. It's oh, hilarious.
0: All right, uh, well, cool. I guess that uh, ties up. Is anything uh, do if anyone wants to follow you anyway? What's how can they do, um, they do that?
2: You can follow pretending things are a cock on Instagram and Facebook and John Bennett. John without an H, uh, pronounced faster than John with an H. Uh, John Bennett. B N N E T T On all the All the things Yeah I'll, I'll put um, a link into that And my YouTube's Got all my Stuff on it and my website John Bennett Comedy oh, nice. Has all Videos and all The stuff on it
0: I actually want to watch some of that Because I haven't seen All the stuff So I'm very interested actually
2: Yeah People like the fire in the myth lab And my dad's death's the best So I would start there Fine okay Pretending things are a cock I mean sure <laughs> do it if you want. You're
0: just I hate these people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want no one to watch it anymore. Yeah. yeah. You're getting your own chopper moment. Yeah, <laughs> no,
2: that's my chopper. Except <laughs> even chopper is far more <laughs> successful than, than I am. <laughs> thanks nice. Heath.
0: Oh, uh, it's hilarious. all right. All right, well, that's it so there. Thanks very much for being on. Thank you. Cheers.